Hello, hello. It is Wednesday, August 23rd. You are back here with the Exit 52 boys. It is not the normal voice that you're used to hearing. Taylor is, I think, wrapped up in some sort of all-black everything event, I'm guessing. Big day for the Terps. The uniforms. It's huge. They were awesome. I like them. Yeah. Brian gave me like, he gave me like a surprise. Like, I'm shocked they hadn't done that before. I mean, I know we had the black Lamont Jordan helmets, but... The black script, the black with the red script is is chef's kiss. So. It looks sick. I'm surprised we didn't put this on the run sheet now that we were just, you know, kind of just chopping that up a second ago. Yeah, I f- again, I figured if Taylor was going to be on, he w- we would have talked about it, but I thought they were too sick not to. But it is your boy, Eric. Brian is here. Welcome back. Summer of Banks is kind of winding down. Um, and Jake is here, and they are both way more tan than I am. Uh, obviously, I've been spending a lot of time in the sun bachelor party golfing uh those activities but uh yeah again we're back another episode of exit 52 we're gonna dive into everything baltimore um it's kind of ramping up now we're, we're we're getting to that point where it's the training camp storylines are kind of done and and we're we can see the, the 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 opener and and hard knocks has been fantastic that's when hard knocks starts kind of winding down that's when i'm like all right now it's starting i just got my first fantasy football magazine so again that's how you know that the uh football season is coming up and we're gonna we'll do orioles talk later but since jake was at jake had the pleasure of being at fedex field last night Mm. for the first post dan snyder game um to watch ravens commanders we are uh we'll start there and uh jake take it away i mean tell us tell us what you know your thoughts on the game any takeaways uh how long did it take you to get in and out of that uh, glorious stadium and you know things of that nature yeah the mecca i mean that was literally what exactly what i was going to open with i don't know if it's like eagleton road or whatever that's like right before sean taylor road that like turns into the stadium that was a nightmare so we struggled getting into that tailgated for about an hour it was a good time it's a fun scene that they have there because like when you have i don't love the parking lot type stadiums i like the being in the city type deal but when you do that you get kind of a more condensed and tailgating scene so it was you know good energy out there you could tell the Commies fans were excited for this new era. And you could tell that, uh, you know, the the new owner was excited for the new era with his handshake there with Joe Buck that he absolutely nailed that uh, I saw, um, you know, on the telecast there. What, what, what do you got up there, Brian? Can I ask, was that your first time there? No, I've been there twice before, I want to say. That's three too many times, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's I we so my buddy shout out to the Sizzler. He has a uh, some pretty good season tickets down there in one of the end zones. So we were we were down there watching that angle for a little bit. Then we moved to around the fifty. Uh, that was uh, you know it, it was you know a good viewing experience all around. Game itself, uh, you know, it was really exciting. It was a fun preseason game for sure. Uh, some big, you know, okay, a little bit of a rivalry matchup. I, people were fired up about this thing on Twitter as I learned after the fact because the Wi Fi in there. Another thing that, you know, Mr. Harris is going to need to do some work on because that wasn't working great. I was trying to tweet out clips and stuff for the podcast and boy, it was not working. Um, But yeah, good overall game, good energy, very good crowd, I thought, for a preseason game. Uh, And it was just fun. I don't know. It was cool to uh, see some of the young guys out there. Zay Flowers, I was in that end zone that he scored the touchdown in. That was that was freaking awesome. I thought Josh Johnson played very well. Who's to say if he'll be on the uh, the final roster here? Sam Howell acquitted himself pretty well, I thought. Uh, And yeah, just a, a Overall, a, a solid showing for the team. You know, Keaton Mitchell doing some stuff. Justice Hill earning that contract already. Uh, looking good there. And then some of the uh, young quarterbacks, Seymour, uh, Caillou Blue Kelly making plays, which are going to be necessary with the Marlon Humphrey news that came out, uh, which, of course, we were just talking about drop right after the jumbo set. So with him missing potentially a month or so, they bring in Ronald Darby, another little news piece uh, that, you know, Banks, I don't know if you want to dish on that at all, too, uh, as well as Jadavian Clowney, who... Uh, I was telling you guys before we got going, who would have thought that guy is so big? I was standing, I was, I, I was sitting by the sideline. I was like, man, that's clowny down there. That's, that's an absolute unit. So yeah, just an overall, uh, a good experience down there. Glad I went, uh, you know, but it was my fourth day in a row of not going to bed until like one Cause I was on a bachelor party, parlayed that right into the game. So the kid is objectively not feeling like the kid right now, which may or may not be the reason why somebody else is steering the ship tonight. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good, good experience, fun game. Commanders fans seem to get a lot of enjoyment out of uh, snapping the streak, which I know we'll have more on that later, uh, courtesy of that said captain steering the ship. But, Brian, I don't know if you want to take it away on some of this stuff, because there, there's a lot to get into since the last time we talked Ravens. 
Yeah, I can't even keep track of uh, when the last time I really checked in. It's It's been, I think I've been on the podcast like once in the last month. Been all over the map, Alaska, Williamsburg, Ocean City. But anyways, um, yeah, it's uh, let us progress on that, that defensive side of the ball. Um, Ronald Darby seems like one of those signings where, um, yeah, sometimes you're hard-pressed to go get a veteran um, who maybe isn't at his peak, um, but – you know, you need a warm body and you don't really have the time or the uh, <clears throat> kind of the margin of error with how talented this team is to just wait for a guy and hope that he develops. You know, you got to go get somebody who you can depend on at least being in the right spots and um, try to scheme things up that maybe can uh, cover up some of that person's deficiencies. But they're, he's a known entity. Um, so that's that's, I guess, a good thing. Um, and then Clowney, like, I think he's a really nice piece. Like, no one, by no means, is anybody expecting him to come in and suddenly become, um, you know, whatever he was projected to be as the number one pick. No one's asking for him to even be the nine sack guy he was two, three years ago before a few injuries set in. Um, but I think he can be a guy who comes in in a rotation and takes some pressure off of Ajabo and Owe and is just got a guy in the mix. And he can add a little more on the, uh, on the uh, in the run game um, that maybe we lost with Clyce Campbell leaving um, because we've got some pretty serious inexperience there on that that front four. So um, a lot of good football. Like if you really want to break down the two preseason games, it comes down to one fluky play. You look at the 24-game streak, there have been plenty of fluky plays that have come down – to the Ravens making that play and we can hang our hat on that and be pr prideful about the 24 game win streak. But at the end of the day, I mean, the games don't matter. So you tell that, um, tell it to my guy, John Harbaugh, who uh, had some <laughs> words for, uh, I, I think it might've been Jamison who asked the question last night and he, uh, he was pretty passionate about talking about how the games actually do matter. This is so huge for these guys. Like, and I, like, I kind of get what he's saying in that respect. Like the results, you know, the result of the game itself doesn't, you know, have any import uh, competitively, but and like this, this is kind of what was going into the like the commanders players celebrating as hard as they were. People were like, "Oh, this is so corny," and it's like some people were making the point that like this might be the last time these guys like ever play a competitive football game. Some of these guys, mm -hmm. so you know, it, it's just one of those things where people are just kind of getting way too polarized on it, uh, which is always going to happen on Twitter. So it's whatever you got to expect that. But yeah, I don't know. It uh, it has been interesting. So Darby. Played five games last year for Denver, seventy one point one PFF grade. I don't know if he even really played enough snaps to get like any other like kind of more in depth in depth uh, numbers because I'm looking for him. I can't really find him, but apparently he was solid for them. So that's interesting to see. We'll we'll see what happens with him coming off that injury because you know it feels like they've been snake bitten with this cornerback room with guys going back to um, Fuller last year and now Marlin and all this and I feel like Peters has been banged up here and there so. It's just one of those things where you, you need the guy to stay healthy and just sort of steer the ship before Marlon comes back. It's unfortunate that you have to play the Bengals in week two. I mean, that's going to be tough, especially in Cincinnati, but you're opening up against uh, the Stroud boys uh, and whatever he's got going on at wide receiver there uh, with Houston in week one. So we'll see what happens with that. And then, yeah, I mean, like you made the good point on Clowney with the like run defense is going to be a big part of it. And that's you know, going to be a necessity, I think. And then also he's going to bring a little bit. And it's funny because like I made this comparison on the jumbo set last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, about how he could be kind of like that Pernell McPhee, like interior pass rusher type thing when we're talking about his type mm -hmm. of pass rush. It's going to be different than people expected. Never had a 10-sack season in his career, which I was surprised by. Uh, and maybe this will be the year. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly see what happens. But, uh, yeah, maybe they're going to use him unconventionally a little bit like they did that kind of late era Pernell McPhee when they brought him back for that second run uh, was sort of the comparison that I was expecting. Then I saw some more uh, – much more in the know people uh, circulating that kind of talk on uh, on X the other day. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pleased with both moves. I think obviously Darby was kind of just the uh, the necessity uh, type deal there, but um, Clowney, I I, th I feel like he's going to bring some bring some juice. So, what what are you snickering at down there? It's the X comment. It's it's the X comment. We, we, we just got to like. I'm just I've, I'm I've given in to our corporate overlords. Like what this you, is over. What do you call it? Xfinity Center in College Park? Is that what you call? <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I want to start doing that as a bit. I'm gonna yeah, I'm, that's gonna be the Xfinity Center. I'm just I'm all the brands. I, I I'm just a slave to the brands and the corporate overlords. It's over. We lost middle class. Goodbye. X is here to stay.
You can go back to PSI Net if you want to get fancy with it. Actually, yeah, PSI Net. I mean, what a great name for a stadium. Uh, You know, first ever, you know, name for the M&T Bank Stadium for anyone who doesn't know. And we're going to maybe we'll go back to that. Right. That's going to be great. And then Under Armour Park at Camden Yards coming soon, which, hey, listen, we're probably going to need it. Right. We're going to need that money. So probably we'll talk ready to transition to that yet. I mean, I I mean, I are, but. I was gonna say I was gonna say go more on on Marlon. I mean that's the one guy on defense that the Ravens really couldn't afford to lose for an extended period of time. I mean they're kind of if it's gonna happen, you would almost I mean you would rather it happen now than again in two weeks or you know three four weeks when he's missing a big chunk of the season. But no, it's very again, it's very significant. It's not good, and he takes away uh, you know he covers up a lot of stuff for some of these other cornerbacks as well too. Like he was a big reason why Marcus Peters was able to gamble in the way that he was and be successful at it because he's gonna gamble no matter what. But yeah, so looking at the schedule, you've got not to, and I don't want to get like Simmons on this or anything, but it's you know Texans. I got week, it right here. Yeah, that was that's a win, that's a loss. Yeah, what do you think, Sal? Uh, week one versus Texans. Week two at Bengals. Week three versus Colts. Week four at Browns. I mean, you know, it's the NFL in 2023, so there's good receivers everywhere. But some good receivers on that list. You got two home games. You're playing two rookie quarterbacks, and then it's Deshaun Watson and it's Joe Burrow. And yeah, I mean, I like. I feel like you got to get out of that at two and two and you'd probably feel okay because the defense is just, it's just paper thin with the cornerback position right now. And hopefully like you're going to be able to cover up for it with uh, some of this versatility with the other players. Like if our Darius Washington makes the team, he's going to give you a little bit of versatility if a lack of size. And then Kyle Hamilton showed an ability to play out of the slot, which Marlon has done in the past. He's, you know, maybe not doing that as much anymore, but yeah, they're, they're just going to need guys to step up and they're going to need Mike McDonald to step up too. I think he, uh, he definitely showed an ability to cover up for things last season, but it's going to need to be, he, he's a little bit more of like a base kind of, I, I wouldn't say vanilla, but a little bit more of a conventional uh, play caller than Wink was. Maybe you start to dial stuff up a bit and maybe you try to negate a little bit of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff with pressure, with your Jadavian Clownies. You got to start getting something out of Odafe Owe. David Ojabo is going to need to be good right off the bat. He looked solid in the, the game against Washington, if a little unrefined. That's going to have to continue. He's basically a rookie, as Spenny uh, pointed out on Twitter today, on X today, excuse me. Uh, and yeah, so it, it's just going to, it's going to be a rough first month, but they're going to have to weather the storm. And it's, listen, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. I've always said that. So first person I've ever heard say that. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I said the same thing about Clowney on one Oh six, seven, uh, yesterday that, uh, um, maybe that's a, that's an extra, uh, with JP Finley and Brian Mitchell, JP um, and Boy, B Mitch and Finley. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, um, it may have incentivized them a little more to go out and get Clowney so that they can take that kind of approach on the early side. Um, and then, I mean, Ojabo, he's, he's coming back and you can't necessarily depend on the fact that he's going to be healthy or OA. Like, I don't know. It never hurts to have a couple more guys uh, on the pass rush front. And he's, he's more well-rounded, I guess. And it's such a low, relatively speaking, what is it? Two and a half million base with incentives up to six. I mean, that's such a reasonable price for a guy like that. One year, you're not committed to really much. Have the the cap space, all things considered, to do such a move. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good shrewd move, I would say, um, and uh, it, it makes the defense a little better, a little stronger. Um, all good things. So w- when I saw it happen again, I, I I thought that Spenny and I talked about it on the podcast, but then I realized it was just the text message chain that went that him and I were going back and forth in. And like I tweeted and I was like, I feel like those mix ups probably happen a lot. It's like, oh, we definitely talked about that. Right. It's like, yeah, oh, no, we were just bullshitting about it. In the, I uh, couldn't remember where if I was an actual conversation or if I was just texting. But when I tweeted out whatever I did when, when they signed him, I was like, Ravens fans are going to eat this guy alive. Like, you know, he's again. I mean, the one season I had with him in Tennessee and someone there was a Ravens fan who, who kind of nailed it. And he was like, he seems to me like as again, he's in there to stop the 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 rush now, like. And he just kind of seems like a me, me, me player. Like he, he didn't, he just didn't seem very motivated, at least in Tennessee. That's how, like, well, I mean, he basically like quit on the Browns last year too, Loki. So, I mean, it, it's, I, I get the concerns from that perspective, but if they're, I mean, you know, I, not to, you know, fillet anybody too hard here, but it, like if the Ravens could get, or if anybody could get a guy to buy in, I feel like it would be the Ravens. hundred percent. And we, we've seen that before. And again, I mean, you know, him walking into the locker room and seeing Lamar and OBJ and all that could easily be like, Oh yes, let's, let's fucking do this. Let's go. Um, so again, like people thought I was taking shots at the Ravens. It wasn't, it was just like, again, he seemed very injury prone. It's always soft tissue stuff. 
Um, it's always something like minor. And I know I, like Vrabel had some comments about him last year about or the, the year that he was on the Titans, just kind of being like, yeah, the guy like loves the training room. He just loves being in there. So yeah. like, you know, those guys never really, I, I don't know. It, it always seems like once they get on like a team that they want to be on or like, or, you know, is playing well, they kind of, those injuries kind of go away. Um, but yeah, again, it, it'll be interesting to see um, Jake, like you pointed out, he's big. Um, a lot of people were also like, man, like the names on this team, you know, like this would have you know, been on paper. This would have been quite the squad in 2016. Let me tell you. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. No, right. it. Um, yeah, I, I, I get. But listen, hey, on the ground reporting, he was all smiles on that sideline. He was joking around with his new teammates. The vibes looked good. So that's that's what you, that's what you send me down there for. I'm I'm yeah. just yeah I'm like a modern day Lisa Salters. Did, wait, she's not the one that got canceled, right? No, that's Tafoya. Tafoya. That's Taylor's okay. Taylor's girl. Right. Um, so. But now, now, do you, all right, any final takeaways from the game? Was Did you have like a player of the game who like, you know, did anyone look great down there for you or? Dude, it, it was, it was, a, it was a, it, it was a for sure. Like they got it there. They went to him right away on that one play. He shook, uh, he shook uh, Manny Forbes out of his shoes there. Who I saw somebody on Twitter compare to Waluigi, which I thought was a, a great comparison. Just a, a tall, you know, kind of string bean, gumby ass, you know, type type looking guy. Good player, I'm sure. But yeah, he kind of shook him out of his shoes. And then, uh, yeah, you know, they bust the coverage there. He kind of runs that little whipper and then uh, makes the catch. And he's just, uh, I saw people making the comparisons and I'm not necessarily doing it, but people were, were throwing the Antonio Brown thing out there. And seeing him in person, like it's not crazy like he he's kind of remi- he's kind of like a a mix of the two uh the two the cousins brown there he's a little bit you know he he looks smaller like hollywood but he's just got that jitteriness he's got that explosiveness all with a uh just a, a patina of control and like just refinement that antonio brown showed so yeah he's he's the dude for sure um yeah and it's just some young guys in the offensive line like you know uh dan Falele, i thought uh, it was promising the first game, and so we'll see what happens with the developmental tackle positions because I don't know, like Morgan Moses, I don't know like what his future is necessarily. He's just kind of a little bit of an average player to me. And then I think, I, th- I don't know how much John Simpson played, but people were kind of talking him up too. And yeah, it felt like the line played up well. They blocked well in the run game. And then like I said, those two running backs too. I mean, Keaton Mitchell, he's going to be mm-hmm. at the very least, like he's a lock for the practice squad and they might not even want to expose, expose him with the way that he played on national TV because people are going to have their eye on him now. Uh, and then, yeah, Justice Hill looked good too. So it was just a, an all-around a good showing and uh, just a, a really tough result for the guys. I walked out of there completely, you know, dejected because of that result. But uh, it was, uh, you know, a, a fun watch, if nothing else. Yeah, my two guys, um, echoing what you said on on Simpson, I think PFF has him as one of the top-rated inside <clears throat> linemen so far in the preseason. He's really taken a stranglehold of that left guard position. Uh, it seems like the the ship has sailed a little bit for Ben Cleveland, not that there might not be a spot for him on this team, but um, I think there was a hope for him to be the starter within a year or two after being drafted. I think he'll be there for, too. yeah, he'll be there as a depth piece for sure. But I think the idea of him being a starter, that ship has kind of sailed. Unfortunately. That's a, it's yeah. a tough look for your, your college, you know, one of your college coaches to come in and you still can't, you know, yeah, I, I, I was reading, or I, I think I saw, I think I saw Spenny say it, that he like, didn't get any playing time last night or someone tweeted that to Spenny. Like that's, that seems like a last kind of, not a ditch effort. They didn't bring Munkin in for him, but it's like, you've got this guy in your pocket and you can't get on the field. That's, that's yeah. not he was look. playing right tackle, which is, Oof, you yeah. know, really not close to where he's supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was the left guard spot that he never, he didn't get any snaps. That's, at, yeah. That's what I saw. Going into camp, it was supposed to be a competition for that spot. So um, tough break for him. And then it's the tight end situation here it's yeah. starting to cook up a little bit in a good way yep. um charlie kohler looked awesome uh, a couple seam routes that he uh made plays on and then travis vocalek he just like two touchdowns looked like a dog out there and uh you know people are starting to try to figure out the roster math and whether pat ricard's place is even safe if they want to try to keep both those guys um and it's it's worth a question if, if this offense wants to be what todd munkin wants it to be what he says it is like i don't know how much use we have for him um you know it's there's always the upside of having him and his ability to if need be for him to go back to the other side of the ball and take some snaps there and um i personally as a both more bully ball advocate would you know want to keep him in and and run downhill on guys and have him for for goal line sets and 
um, things like that. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting for sure. No, that is Kohler had that. I mean, that snag down the seam was awesome. And then Vokalek, he had, I mean, that was an awesome throw by Johnson too, between the like three defenders. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, right in there. yeah. Just kind of fit it in. And yeah, Vokalek, he looked like a player too. He'll be, he'll probably be playing somewhere if not in Baltimore. Yeah. He's, um, quarterbacks look strong too. Yeah. Yeah. He's um that guy, that guy, what's his name? Vokalek. Is that how you say it? Yeah. He's the new Brian's guy, Kerry Vedvik. Like that's your guy. I mean, Could sure. Be. Could be. Yeah. Could be. He's on the same path. Could be. Again, if they, can't, if they yeah. can't fit them all on there. Um, I gotta, Jake, oh, no, go on. I, I got to say I was impressed with Sam Howell, too. Yeah, like, I, I really, had the same really thought. really tough not to to think that he's he more than earned that job, and he went out and showed it last night. And uh, obviously it's still preseason, and it was the second and third team that the Ravens put out there. Um, but he looks every bit the part of a first or second rounder. Um, yeah, if so. he could be like Baker Mayfield with his head on straight and like a little bit of a stronger arm, I think he'd be uh, – you'd probably take that if you're Washington. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw the reasons last night why he was like one of the highest-rated quarterbacks, you know, his entire – pretty much his entire um, career as Jordan Westbrook has a massive double right now. That I'm must sorry. have been uh, – that must have been a little conflicting for our guy uh, Johnny, Johnny Crabgates. He, he was not happy. He was he was supposed to have the first uh, Sam Howell jersey in Baltimore. He mm. wanted that purple Howell jersey. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he had him on like speed dial ready mm. to go. So that that is a tough look for uh, for him. I know he's not too thrilled about it. Um, it was, and I'll say this again from an outsider kind of looking in. There was no like I it, it didn't it didn't feel like like our fathers Redskins and Commanders now. Like it wasn't. It, it was just weird. Like usually you're watching the game and you're like everything about this just sucks. And last night it's like oh, I don't they don't they don't seem as hateable anymore. Like yeah, there's there's this one moment where they had like a, a classic Dan Snyder Redskins boneheaded type of play, and it was that offsides jump in the first half. Yeah, on the what one. fourth and three or so. Yeah, that was the only time I was like, ooh, there there they are. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were right. trying to come out. I mean, the energy they, looks different. The energy yeah, it was. I mean, it was like it. People were people were pumped up, man. They were like a lot of people were talking about it too. You could tell that like the diehards were were coming out, and, and you know, it's like going to preseason. Like you want to take your kids to to a game because it's just a little bit more of a in control environment. And I feel, I get the mm-hmm. sense that like a lot of the diehards were like, all right, I'm gonna like actually like take my kids to preseason this year and like try to get them hyped up about this because uh, that's that's a good time to do that. I think. And uh, yeah, there there was. A lot of families in attendance, a lot of a lot of people very uh, very pumped up, and they like I said they were talking about it, and uh, yeah, Josh Harris just absolutely swagging out in the booth there with uh, Joe and Troy, and absolutely finally, just crushing that interaction. So I'm finally getting that Westberg double on my uh, my phone, Mass Snap, and uh, that is an unbelievable job oh, to get to that two seamer inside. Can't get him in the face. Played inside and he kept it fair. Yeah, it was it was a great piece of hitting, Jake. I don't think he got hit in the face. I don't know where he got hit, but I just looked up and he was down. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that entire at bat by Westberg was just a he's just a pro. He's just a pro. Like he's just a stud baseball player. And again, you see you see why. Like that entire Wait. bat encapsulates it. Sorry, I, I jumped topics there. Like no, as I no. but um, no, good. I think I think a lot of fuss has been made about Washington fans celebrating beating the streak, and sure. Some of that is there because it's it, it's there is a rivalry there. It's not mm-hmm. you know they were they were beefing in practice all week. I mean it doesn't shock yeah. me. Sure, like. sure, it was there, but the energy and the, the celebration more so I think is more about the new ownership and just hey the bigger picture. We've got a new thing here. Things are changing, and we don't have anything to cling on to of substance other than a preseason win at this point. And the streak just add a little more juice to that. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, and <laughs> I Googled this phrase, and I might not have the phrase correct, but oh boy. let them have cake. Let them eat cake. Right. Oh, yeah. They let can them, fucking have this. Let them have it's cake. Fine. As I've always said, when in Rome. <laughs> that works. Yeah, sure, that works too, I guess. It's um, an infamous quote. No, no, you're right. It definitely just seemed like, I don't know, like I said, like the weight was lifted. There's not the black cloud hanging over the stadium. Like, again, they, they didn't seem hateable or like. They've already you know, made improvements to the new stadium. They changed, they like, they jacked the, the banner, audio up. It's be, yeah, the audio is improved. Like he, he's already making changes. Like, and this is just shit that's easy to do. And we're going to get into this when you're a multi-billionaire and you have all the money and you have no excuse not to make these changes. 
This is just what you do when you're one of those people that's willing to do it, and it's not that fucking hard, but evidently to some people it is. Not that, that it relates to anything else on the run sheet tonight, but... I do. All right, I have to go back to the Ravens. One last thing. Jake, you can give me like 30 seconds on it. Talk mm. about Clowney wearing 24. I know how much you, you love wearing these jerseys. So when you saw that number get thrown out there, what was your first kind of, you it's, know, what were you thinking? It's disgraceful. It makes me want to go over to the dark side with you. I mean, same thing with Teddy Bridgewater wearing number 50. Like, what that the, sucks. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? I don't think here? 24 sucks on a defensive end. It just doesn't look good. 50 sucks. 50, 50 is horrific. And it look, yeah, it's just, it's not good, man. Like, we got to clean this up. We got to, we got to get back to it. And like, I'm a classics guy, like through and through. Penn State, Alabama, those kind of uniforms are my thing. I need the numbers right. to be normal. I need like once we once so, we started. I think like Bud Dupree, like even before the rules got changed, he came in the league in like 2015. He wore like 40 or something or 48. I hated that, and that was just for a linebacker going into the 40s. I can't have this. Like it's just terrible. And when we started like letting receivers go into the teens, and then all the young guys were like, "Oh, I'm going to go into the teens because I'm going to be different." And now that's you know it, it's just completely taken us down this slippery slope, and we're not coming back from it, and it's tough. Doesn't Belichick do, do it to rookie quarterbacks every preseason? I think you're right, yeah. Which, that's just a Belichick thing. Of course he's going to, yeah. you know, do that. But, may, I don't know, maybe the league's taking their cues from him, from, uh, you know, Crooked Bill. Uh, just, you know, infecting the league with these just malicious, horrific things that we all have to deal with now. And Jadavian Clowney wearing number 24 is just not, it's not good. It's, we're all, hey, listen, we're off to a bad start. Maybe you were right. What's uh what's your power ranking of of worst Ravens numbers now that we have like a litany of bad numbers? I was thinking about doing this as a starting five going forward, like worst sports numbers, just that don't look good on jerseys. He's a friend of the show, but our guy Patrick Queen wearing forty eight was not good. I, I'm just not a forty eight guy. I, I don't like that to begin with. But it's, um, but it's not worse than six or six. I think six has grown on me. I didn't like the change at first, but I kind of like that better now. Like, but linebackers should just wear a number in the fifties or 90. If you have to, like, we just, we shouldn't overcomplicate this. Like it's like Netflix. There's just too many choices and we're just it's analysis paralysis. And like, we shouldn't have to worry about that. Like we got more important things to worry about than our numbers and, you know, swagging out and wearing the armbands and like the new, you know, like, Whatever you sound visor. like a real get off my lawn coach right now. Yeah, maybe maybe I <laughs> back am. in my day we didn't have visors. Yeah, no, I like the coaches that wear the big uh, five five panel hats and the bike shorts with you know the polo shirts with the loud ass collars. That's my kind of guy, and so that that would be me. And I would tell my players that you're wearing a number in the fifty, in the fifties if you're a linebacker, maybe a ninety, but other than that, you know, we're we're, we're just not doing it. I'm like I'm like uh, Johnny Man's the Curval Tivy. I'm having my guys do the uh, the military crawl under barbed wire in high school for some reason. I will say I've always respected a linebacker in the forties because, well, I guess he was Jeremy Navarro defensive. He was a defensive end. Wasn't he? That's what I thought it was weird at Maryland. He was 40 at a defensive end. I thought he was a linebacker. But what about pitchers wearing single digits? No, I don't like that. I don't like, that like I think six looks okay on Stroman when he would wear it. I think he was six, right? In Toronto. I think he was David but Wells I, wore three in Boston. Yeah. I didn't like <laughs> It it doesn't look good. What is it? What's what's is Jack, Manoa five? What's Jack Flaherty wearing uh, right now? Blake Snell 15, wears four, 15. I believe. Four looks good on Snell because four, I think, is like it looks like a sleek number. I think and and Snell is like very Snell's just got swag, man. He can yeah, he can pull yeah. anything off. He also has swag. So I think we'll we'll um I'm definitely interested in this uh best worst number on uniforms yeah. or best number on uniforms. There, there we um, go. We got a draft topic. I just saw that you were very like actually upset at 24. So I needed to get that in there. Um, but that's my, yeah, that's my black eyed Susan Spice's hot take of the week. We got to clean it up with these numbers. So there you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go across the parking lot now. I mean, what's an off day in Orioles baseball without, without their owner, just, just popping off at eight 30 in the morning with a puff piece from the New York times. And then that guy leaving and getting a job at the athletic today. Did you see that? Of course. He no, did. I didn't. Yeah. Like what? Like if I'm the New York times, I'm pissed. I'm like, you used us to get to the, uh, to the athletic, but um, yeah, decent come up for him. But again, Monday morning, again, I mean, nine and three road, not nine and three, six and three road trip on the nine game West coast um, swing, which started off awesome. Taking two or three in Seattle, the whole King Felix weekend and shit like that. The way they won those games, the, you know, the inning of Cedric, um that was a that was a fun series and then they kind of come back down the roller coaster and run into a team that i think a lot of us thought would be in the world series the padres just 
an all-star roster and they just can't put it together, but they still take two or three um, from the Orioles. And then Oakland, man, Dallas called me and had me on his podcast. And to his face, I said that they were a great slump buster. And he said, we were catching them at the wrong time. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I've, it was game one was a laugher. Game two was an, was uh, it ended up being a laugher going into um, with them winning by what five and extras, and then they just, I mean that was a that was an old like old fashioned slow pitch softball clinic on Sunday. Like every ball was smoked. I mean Mateo's hitting the inside the Parker like Gunner Gunner's doing Gunner things. The bypass take your cycle and shove. Like I'm just gonna get my four extra bases. So that I mean the way they ended that series was incredible. Again that's. When that offense is popping and humming like that, it's so fun to watch. And they just, again, they just remind me of like a slow pitch softball team that just hits rockets everywhere. So Mountcastle's still doing the thing. Um, again, an awesome weekend or you know road trip that we should be talking about. Well, I like I I want to talk about it, but I'm just really concerned about the future because the hardest thing to do in sports is be a small market team in baseball and be competitive yeah. because everything is stacked yeah. against you. Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, we're just gonna have to raise the prices dramatically if we want to keep all these players. And and again, when I said that on Twitter and I got called a bootlicker. <laughs> They you, were you like, gotta, you gotta you see just that. want John Angelos to make more money. You got to see that comment. Like, I'll pay $30 for a hot dog if they fucking win the World Series. I don't care. Like, And they're like, that's what he wants. It's like, you, yeah, you know what I want? A fucking World Series. Like, If it helps them win and it helps keep these guys here, like, why would you not? I th- That whole thing was crazy. I don't but, even want to be around anymore. <laughs> I mean, the whole article just being like, number one, I mean, the we got to find the guy who suspended Kevin Brown is OJ... I'm still looking for the killer. Like I'm scared to go outside. It, like we're all trying to find the guy who did guy. this. Like it's it's um it's Eric Andre. You know who killed Hannibal as he's holding the gun. Like <laughs> the fact that he threw that into the piece was insane too. Like they go. Oh, by the way, I want them to know that I'm going to find the guy who suspended <laughs> Kevin Brown. Yeah, like, we're we're glad I'm, you're on that. We're we're, we're so glad you're on the case, John. There's nobody I'd rather have. You know, just a fucking a, a rock solid dude with a man of character to really really uh you know root that guy out we're all very excited yeah i mean it was again talk about just sucking the the wind just taking it right out of your sails just like what are we doing and then my favorite part maybe of yesterday was when the banner dropped in the middle of everything like the orioles want to get a clubhouse dog <laughs> and it's just that like and then it's a picture of like Cole Irvin and a dog running around. You can tell, yeah, Kyle Gooner, whoever wrote that, is just sitting around like, God damn it. Like I I, I knew I had like a clickbaity, like kind of engagement, yeah. like engagement hack type story here. And then they just, you know, he completely uh completely screwed me on that. But then the other there's some other good memes too with the Chicago with the White Sox today. I think it was uh oh God, rumored yeah. to move to Nashville and then like the uh, somebody was tweeting that he, it was the uh the drive through pay it forward sketch. Let me go, let me go, yeah. please I'm doing something. That was good. So that yeah it's it, it's been good for content. I mean everyone on Orioles Twitter is just crushing it right now. So yeah it's it's everyone's hitting close to a thousand. Um and again at least this wasn't like oh well, it wasn't as big as the kevin brown saga but it was still like all over the internet and all that it's just like again, well it's, it's like you parlay that into this and it's like how hard is it to just keep your foot out of your mouth and just and, and you know just go be a billionaire and like let these people run all of this you know it, it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult but apparently for him it is and i think i saw another article maybe i think it was dan rogers just like laying into him about like you have the best team in the American League, and you should be having the time of your life. And you're just first; you're the reason why you're not. It's just crazy. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but uh, he's got to figure it out or just get out of the way. It's it's like ever since Snyder, you know, left town, he's like, oh, finally, like mm. I can take the villain throw now, and I'm gonna like one up him every time. Like go Bob Ursay, Dan Snyder, John Angelos. It's just a, there's always got to be some sort of ethereal force, you know, just mm-hmm. bring, bringing negativity into the area. Yeah, I've got a handful of thoughts. First of all, Grayson Rodriguez got me so fucking fired up there because he's starting to be the dog who knows he belongs and knows that everybody else needs to get in line. I think he might be. I think he might be the clubhouse dog. He might be. I mean, when was 
when was the last time you saw a pitcher come off the mound like that for the Orioles? That was, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, when the last time I saw it was Grayson's last start when he did it and yeah. he fired me he, up. He, yeah, he, like, right. Every time now. And it's, like you said, he's a, he's just awesome to watch. Like, I, I'm looking down at my phone and every text I see is like, he's a horse. This guy, he's like just, th- like you said, he's the one that, this is who we thought we were getting. This is the Grayson. This is that Matt we, Harvey, 2015 uh, New York Mets, like, mm-hmm. just a dog. Like, running down. Yeah, wow. like. Yeah, he's he's been awesome again since he came back from Triple A. So again, we I mean there's there's a kind of there's two kind of comeback stories. It's him and it's Mountcastle. Again, both of them are just performing very very well right now and and kind of taking the Orioles on a ride. The, you know the rest of the team is kind of on their back. But yeah, it's um again it's just it's a shame because this should be the conversation we're having every week and it's not. Like I don't need to wake up and blog eighteen hundred words about John Angelos every goddamn week. Like I really I don't want to. And this is this was my second point was that oh, yeah, yeah, this is smart. exactly what I tweeted. It's like it's so remarkably easy to just not pick up the phone or not answer an email or just talk to the New York Times entirely. Like it's just the easiest thing to do to just not do that. I do it every fucking day. <laughs> not one time have I talked to New York Times. It's remarkably Well, you're easy. always calling them the failing New York Times in, in the group chat. What's that about? I stand by it. Okay. I stand by it because they, they, they publish and they seek out nonsense like that article. Um, but point being, it's like, not only is the guy like, there are a few things he said in the article that are not like totally off base. Like it is challenging to be a small market team where well, they're a mid market team. There are that's certain correct. things that come with that, that you just don't say to your fan base. Mm-hmm. Like we know we're a small market team. We don't need to be told that mid market we have an understanding when prices go up and, and the stadium gets full and things change. Like that's just all part of it. We watched the same thing happen to Washington Capitals in 2005, 2006, but mm-hmm. used to be completely empty. I used to go to student night for $15 and get a coupon for a Chipotle burrito while I was at it. Game was basically free. And then the team got good. They got some young studs. They made the playoffs. And then it was a billion dollars to go to every single game and poor little college Brian, could barely make it to any games. That's just how it goes. It's capitalism. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's the capitals. You better be expecting that. You better be expecting little capitalism. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Point being, like, you don't need to shove that down the face of the team in mid-August mm-hmm. when they're in a pennant race. Thirty like, games it's, above five hundred. Thirty. It's it's, but it's also just like. Was that ever like a? Was that ever things. like a Barry Trotz like offense? Do they ever call it like capitalism? Like so, like Mike Sosha. At socialist. <laughs> no, no, there was uh, there were the young guns. I'm trying to think. Um, not, not to cut you off. They had, they had. Um, I think it was uh, Rod Langway was the Secretary of Defense all time okay. nickname. I may have drafted that in nickname. I think you did. I think you did. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, but it's so like out of touch to like make this a conversation and it's such a consistent pattern and it's like nobody is telling this guy nobody's in his ear like hey dude shut the fuck up well he's trying to like stop talking he got himself into this situation with the with everything that happened with dan Connolly, and he's trying to like control the story now he's trying to do the michael scott like you you got to control the story before he controls you so this is him calling some dude at the new york times and you know, just unloading all this stuff and trying to like get it out that way. He that way he doesn't have to deal with the local media and he can get his spin out there. And you know, it's just it, it does. You're totally right. The the term out of touch is exactly perfect because I'm on a, I'm on a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean two weeks ago, <laughs> and I'm wearing an Orioles hat around the boat, and people are coming up, approaching me, talking to me about our goddamn announcer who we love, Kevin Brown, awesome dude. So apologies, that doesn't mean goddamn announcer, but the situation is a goddamn nightmare. Why is that happening? Great ass! Sure. It's tough, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I was, I was on a bachelor party with guys, you know, a lot of whom not from Maryland, and I was getting a lot of questions about, yeah, all that. Yeah, you know, the team's great, but, like, what's, what's going on with this owner? So my third hypothetical, and this is something that crossed my mind a couple of days ago, but I'd rather bring it up here than in our group chat. And it ties right in with, with the football side of things that we just we just watched. The Baltimore Orioles, John Angelo sells them. 
but it gets bought by Dan Snyder. You take that. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, he no, has the I'm money not. and he's not necessarily afraid to get competitive and try to win. I'm not fully convinced that John Angelos is a bad person. Uh, Dan Snyder is a bad person. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think that's, I think that's accurate. Dan Snyder's a meddler. He's, he's and everything you don't want him thing, to be. Cause like there are guys that are not meddlers, but are maybe shady guys. There are guys that are, uh, you know, shady guy or, you know, maybe the other way around it, He was absolutely both. And like, just, it turned up to the nth degree. And maybe like this who, is the beginning of something like that, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Who is the shittiest owner or former owner at which you would be like, yes, yeah, sign me up for that to change the situation at hand. Maybe like a Dolan. Yeah. Cause like, Cause again, he spends money. Dolan cares. Yeah. yeah like, but yeah. he's just kind of, kind of a dummy. Well, well, I mean, if he's kicking, who do you, who, who's banned from the, isn't it? It, it was a uh, Latrell Sprewell, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, somebody else. Thought no, was, Charles Oakley. Oh, Charles Oakley. Oakley that's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's throwing guys like that out of the building. I mean, he's not. I mean, we we just live that that whole situation. It's like, it's it's like him and him and him and Dan like, him and Dan Gilbert. I feel like that's kind of a. Uh, but again, I mean Gilbert. I mean, you you want to talk about? I mean, not that he brought star power in, but I mean, if he could bring a Otani to be the LeBron, I don't know. Can I mean, you imagine if like Adley Rutschman left town and he penned a Comic Sans letter, like just laying into <laughs> him? John, John Angelos may. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel he like may. that's. Not to not to you know give anyone some bad premonitions here, but we might be a you know five or so years away from that. By the way, I did used to do all my homework in Comic Sans in like sixth grade. I just to piss like, the teacher off, awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure my teachers were like, "Look at this loser!" Like Comic Sans. So I had I I felt a deep connection. Comic Sans that. is it is sweet. It, it, yeah, it's so sweet. Dan Dan, Dan Dan Gilbert got done wrong there, honestly. Yeah, like. Comic Sans objectively cool. It's just right. funny that he he wrote that in just this angry, like just rebuking LeBron James, just this like um, this yeah. absolute missive, you know, just yeah, absolutely just uh, addressing the troops at Gettysburg, and it's written in Comic Sans. I I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, that was always uh, very funny to me. Um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, back to the Orioles again. I mean, you all you all summed it up. It's 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 embarrassing for him. It's like at some point, and like I said, when he talked about openly being like, I don't know if we can do this. I'm like hoping and praying that MLB is like, we just heard a guy, an owner say that he can't like financially support this team. How can we let this go on? Like, yeah, I was hoping that it would be a situation like that. And it's like, listen, MLB has to step in when they see that. Cause that quote, I mean, it's not good for the team. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the city. It's not good for the fans. Like, again, if you're MLB and you're like, what are you doing to make this a better product? Like, it feels like again, he does. And yeah. And it feels like he doesn't even really want to be the owner right now. Like, you know, he inherited it and everything. He hired Elias. So, and that was kind of really the start of his tenure. And he had stayed out of the way for like all of that. And now all of a sudden they're good and he's doing this. It's crazy. I have people bringing up tweets from, I think it was like 2021 of me being like, I really like the way the sons have handled the team. And like, they seem like they're not like their yeah, dad at all. I had the same they, thoughts. You know, yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh, is this you? And I'm like, a lot has changed in two and a half years. Like, yeah. you, you know, I don't think two years ago it was crazy when they're like, oh, by the way, we've been drafting all these guys and, and, you know, again, they've, they brought in the analytics department and the international, you know, compounds and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I, th I think they're doing a decent job there. Obviously now it's like, no, the, what are the sons doing? Or, you know, what is John doing? Not so much Lou, but yeah, it's like, what I don't, it's not a cold take. It's not a hot take exposed or anything like that. Or we're, we're not, that's not falling into that. But Again, it should when I that's when I read that in the article, that's when I'm like, this is again, it's like it's almost like when you watch like the murder documentaries and it's like you can tell they want to get caught like they're, they're leaving like just enough clues. It's almost like Angelos is like, come get me MLB, like come force me out, you know, like it's like Elon. You, yeah, like it's just it's I don't know. It's again, it's just a ridiculous thing that the team not that the team has to deal with it because it's not like they're getting asked this. Actually, I mean, if there's one that that is going to affect the players, a John Angelos thing, I think this would be one of them. Where again, a bunch of guys again are 23, 24, 25 years old, sitting there being like, "Damn, we all want to be here." We've heard Grayson say it a million times. All he wants to do is be in Baltimore, you know, for the whole his whole career. Like, damn, I guess we aren't. You know, that's that's the only one that I don't think that they're sitting around kumbaya in a circle saying that. But um, 
it's just like, you know, reading that article, that's what I took away from it being like, this guy seems like he does not want to own the team. And it seems like a financial burden, uh, you know, against him. And, you know, if it's a burden to him, why even hold on to it? Like just sell or get MLB involved, something like that. It's because again, it's like, you don't want to turn into this Redskins commanders football team circus off the field, which they've fully done this year when we should just be talking about the product on the field. So it sucks, but as long as the as long as they keep winning, I really, I mean, it could happen every day, and it won't affect me that much because again, they're winning. So they're 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 doing that a big nine game um home stand to start. It's not the easiest, but it's not. I mean, Blue Jays, Rockies, White Sox, White Sox just fired everyone. Did you see that, Brian? Yeah. Han I and did. all them. Yeah. So they're. I mean, they're they're in a full on meltdown. The Rockies are the ro- Rockies. Like that. That's. I thought the Rockies would be a lot rockier today. than this. Yeah, I mean John Denver is full of shit. It's yeah. it's so um, again, it's not an impossible. It's it's this is again, this could be a six and three. It should be a six and three homestand as they're tied right now in the seventh. Um but yeah, again, it, you know, chance to stack some wins against some not so good teams. I mean, they already passed their uh Vegas projected uh win total of seventy six and a half at a lot of places. So I think they did that on August twentieth. They're just they're a well-oiled machine and they really just keep on rolling. It's it's again the Mariners have won what? They won 8 in a row and then, and then I think I think 8 in a row they lost the two to the Orioles and then they've won 7 straight since. I think so. The Orioles just put a stop to those hot winning streaks from other teams, but they're playing very well right now as they're tied in the top of the 7th. Mm. Um I'm trying to think what else. I don't think anything Orioles related. Means, I think, is going to come back soon. It sounds like one more, maybe one or two more. Ramping He's up. going to Norfolk. Um, saw Tyler Wells pitch Saturday. Um, while we've been chatting, yeah, while we've been chatting, apparently D.L. Hall is uh, really gearing up and, mm-hmm. and maybe a help in the bullpen here. He's so. been he's been awesome since he came since they brought him back up from the instructional league to Norfolk. He's been he's been phenomenal. His velo is like 97, 98. So. Again, we, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but like the roster crunch of how are you going to add Tyler Wells and maybe Heston Kerstad and and you know um, DL and all these guys, like how are you going to finagle this lineup and and this 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 roster? So it's going to be interesting. Um, we will move on to our Black Eyed Susan hot take. I know Jake, you kind of let one fire earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Eyed Susan spices though. Exit 52 is the promo code. Get all your sauces, spices there. Locally owned, absolutely delicious. I know Spenny, I've seen Spenny putting it on a bunch of stuff. I'm sure, Jake, you you lather some you lather some stuff up. We've been it. yeah, we've been grilling a lot. We've uh, our cooktop has been uh, out of out of commission and then the uh, the oven's kind of a little the the door is just kind of we're having some issues there too. So we've been we've been grilling out a good bit. We've been we've been th- uh, throwing some of the uh, throwing some of the black eyed Susan stuff on there uh, as, as I've been wont to do and it's uh, it's a delightful product. So shout out to those guys. Yeah. And I'm, I'm post cruise. I'm doing a little diet here and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that's when you want it. You definitely want to go on the diet after the cruise for sure. You nailed that. <laughs> correct. Um, <laughs> correct. And a lot of foods that are rather bland um, can really get a nice boost with a good hot sauce. So mm-hmm. yeah. I've been using that for um, spicing up some of our uh, healthy meals that we think we got going here. Mm. And again, promo code exit 52. Um, again, Jake, you let one fly. I had one that it was just, and we talked about it a little bit, the fans last night, the like, and it's not really, it, it, it includes, I know, I know exactly where you're going with this too. Well, well, and, and again, it's just, I'd like, I don't want people to be like, Oh, there he goes. He's hating on the Ravens. It's like, no, it's just, it was ridiculous the whole time of the, the 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 riding the streak and talking about it every offseason. It was a fun thing. Like it was it was legitimately funny to be like, it's crazy they won this much. But it was just like hammered home so much. It was Jerome Bettis is playing, you know, his final Super Bowl in, in his hometown. It's like, yeah, we get it. We know Justin Tucker does opera. So what is your take? Uh, Are you uh getting so the whole any- like riding it and then after being like, oh, the Redskins, it, like you guys need to calm down. It's just, it's a preseason. Game. I wasn't even it's racing, a- dude. You, yeah, you didn't, you didn't beat. Yeah, me. like yeah. That, that's what it was. Just like, come on, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, I yeah. wasn't like, I wasn't furious. I was just like, I'm seeing some of it. I saw the tweets flying, and I was just like, come on, man. Like, 
people being like they're taking it this serious and like you said it's like yeah this is a job for them like, it was a little bit of like a job. yeah it's a it's a little bit of a don't put it in the newspaper that i was mad situation uh because like right. it's like if you're if you're not mad you wouldn't be talking about it like just don't talk about it it, it doesn't <laughs> people were really mad started, at that, the, that lineman for for grittying and all this shit he yeah said. Sam, like, sam cosme yeah. i think he was the one who uh was saying well it was funny from sam cosme too because he's like oh i think it's a stupid streak like preseason doesn't matter but like oh yeah but we're gonna beat it though it's like okay man yeah. like cool like everyone was just everyone's a little losing their minds over like absolutely nothing and like like i said i was in the house and i thought it was a, a fun environment and those those guys seem really bought in and fired up to uh, to break it. So good on them. Yeah, like like let them have fun. It's, number one and number two, re- real quick. What was that guy's name? Sam Cosby. Sam Cosby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I God. thought the entire time that they were just misspelling Sam Howell, and that's when I was like, oh damn, Howell said it. Like, oh, holy yeah. shit. I thought it was like. Well, yeah, like those two are those friend. are two really close together names too. So that's you you got that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just thought someone like smashed the keyboard by accident. <laughs> yeah, just, like, a couple more letters. Yeah, they just they had to get that out so quickly. They were just like, "Yeah, fuck the last name." Let's just yeah, like yeah. we all do it. But yeah. again, it was just like, again, let them have their cake. Who cares? Like it's they're and then the people be like, "This is their Super Bowl." No, it's not. Like yeah. <laughs> we we know it's not. Like what are we doing? But at the same time, it's it's okay for a preseason game to have a little more juice. I, oh, yeah, it, should, it, it awesome. should be that way. It was, awesome. it was yeah. yeah, it was fun. People were people were dialed in like on you know monday night football was there and you know joe and troy and you know josh harris nailing in handshake and it was great it's people doing their job like like they they want to do well like of course the players are gonna care yeah like the people being like the players don't care about preseason blah 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 all that but i don't know i was just like we can't be riding the streak and then the second it ends be like who cares like i don't even care anymore yeah it's like we we get it i I am i'm i i will say i'm incredible to watch i am the 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 length of it and and you know you know if you bet x amount on on the ravens this here's how much you would have won a, again it was just a legitimately funny thing that they won 24 <laughs> I, I i'm i try and equate it to like an or the orioles having like well a i'm a big i love john harbaugh to death but like i've kind of been on the block that he's like the most like try hard like you know that, that kind of coach so like it, it just it always equated pretty pretty funny like it just correlated very funny in that way and uh, i don't know i i always got a kick out of it for that reason but I am glad that it's over now. Like, let's just like, like, because I think it was like somebody, I might've already mentioned this on the podcast, but I think like Dan Hans has said, like, this is kind of like coming to define their franchise right now. And as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, we can, we got to like end this and like maybe start doing something in the postseason here. Cause this is a little ridiculous at this point. Maybe this is what they needed to do. Maybe the, the hex is broken now and they'll actually like do something in the playoffs this year. It's, I mean, it's, the 2007 um, Lions or 2008 Lions going 0 and 4, and then the 2007 Patriots going 4 and 0. Yeah, exactly. Or other way. Other around. way around. Yeah, yeah. Other way around. Yeah. yeah, you get it though. But again, it was it was it was a funny thing, and I was just like, if I have one thing to pick on, it was going to be. This. Yeah, it's funny. The Vikings haven't won a preseason game this decade. I think they've lost like 11 in a row, and then you had the COVID year with no preseason game, so they haven't won one in the 2020s. Well. That- that's, I mean, that's that's a significant, significant stretch for them. But they should just again, try to go in the day. other direction, yeah, and just be, be like, yeah, we don't care. You think you guys think we care about this shit? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a lot of that. But yeah. I was just like, all right, I get it. But it was, and I was also thinking like, how funny if if a year ago today someone was like, hey, Magic Johnson is going to be tweeting about how happy he is that the Commanders <laughs> ended the Ravens streak. You'd be like, what the fuck? Are you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the the Washington Commanders played Harris, played dude. a football game tonight. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, all start. He's already that. That's like a week six tweet. He's ready. Oh, he's yeah. ready to go. He, he's he's in midseason form, just like a hockey lie. You know? Yeah, it does not need um, any preseason. Good old magic. No, people were mad he wasn't at the game dancing like he was at the um the pep rally or the announcement thing. But yeah, he's probably got a little bit um, more going on. You know, winning yeah. times about to. I think winning time season two is coming up, so he's probably on a press tour for that. Yeah, and congrats to Magic for finally accomplishing something. Oh. Hate that. Donald Sterling. Wow. <laughs> and can't ask that question. Yeah. I kind of went there last night and I'm not sure enough people got the joke. I but. saw it. I saw it. I, <laughs> it was noticed by me. And I, I think I had a tweet typed out and I was like, no, I'm going to leave this one. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one back. We're going to hold on to this one in the uh, old pocket. Yeah, holster that. Um, we're we're, we're going to do, um, we had a starting five picked out. Um, sorry, Fed Thrill. We do love you. Your exit, your your exit fifty two. No, I just, I just, I, I, I scrapped together a, a hot take, and you're just gonna move on. Oh, I thought, it. Like, you got, you got to speak up a little more. We were, we were both bringing well, the heat. I mean, that. 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm letting you guys, I'm letting your take breathe. It was an organic conversation, and then I goes into RDT's running the ship the first time. It's tonight. really <laughs> not much of a of a take. It's it's not extremely pertinent, but I just think that God, I need a favorite song is the worst country song ever made. That's all I got. Who's who's it by? Uh, an individual named Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Oh, he's. He's problematic that, from what I, from I, what I've learned. I am unfamiliar with both yeah, the song and the Titan artist. Guy. Do yeah, yourself yeah. a favor and just don't bother looking up the song. It's just what is it called? It's what getting is it called? played a shit ton. I think it's called God, I Need a Favor because it's the only fucking phrase in the entire song. <laughs> it's a bad song. So that's all I got. There's no reason to elaborate on it. It's not very discussion worthy, especially since neither of you have, have heard it, but I, it needs to be said. They just needed it. Yeah, to get that back. off your chest, I can tell. It's set set back country music years mm. so that you think that's the worst country song to come out in the yes, last that's month? correct yeah the last oh, the last okay. the last, last two the last two months really or two the, months? the last yeah, last summer, two yeah. last two songs really well brian brian is a big jason aldean guy so he probably you know <laughs> he was actually telling me to try that in a small town in the group chat the other day <laughs> when i swatted one of his takes out of the gym <laughs> I did, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. You're a big takes water. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no one takes. Please change your Twitter name to No One Takes Water. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the takes water kid. I like that. That's all I got. Go ahead. Okay, I got you. I got you. Sorry again, Fed Thrill. Sorry that that the uh, that the read was interrupted. Um, still plenty of time though to get your sunglasses. Exit fifty two. The promo code. Um, I mean, football tailgating season is that may be more prime sunglass season, the low, you know, the sun coming in late or early and it gets bad early. You know, when you're, if you're tailgating for that night game, you need your fed throws. Football mm. season, the four o'clock games, when it, when it rolls around October, November, and the sun starts to set low in the sky, if you're in that upper deck, you're going to want a pair of sunnies up mm. there for sure. It's, it's, there are, you basically use them for three fourths of the year. People forget that. Postseason baseball. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. coming too. I had that written down too. September September is just a summer month now too. Like it, it, it oh, keeps yeah, going. Oh yeah, fully, fully. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's gonna be nine. It's ninety five every every uh, September. So again, exit fifty two promo code Fed Thrill. Go get your sunnies. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I th- I think is that any any Nick Caner medley for anyone? Any uh. Oh, did I? Oh, damn it! I had one, but I forgot. Yeah, I'll jump in here. I'll, I'll take the reins. Thank you, Brian. Um, I'm taking. I'm taking the captain's cup. Uh, I'm taking it on behalf of Taylor and myself. Um, this is an annual right. Us using um, this platform to talk about our little guys' Ryder Cup style golf weekend. Uh, went to a playoff. Mm. The uh, the entire thing was tied after uh, 54 holes, and it was decided by a four man alternate shot format single playoff hole. Um, I'm happy to say that the Americans and myself came out victorious. Um, shout out to Taylor for beating me personally in our nine hole match. Um, but, uh, I gotta say we got the best of them where it mattered. Um, and I'm proud to be a champion three years in a row. Mm, the war it's on a the great shore. weekend. Like if you think about, if you're ever considering doing any sort of tradition with your friends that brings you together and you get to do something go away for a weekend, just do it. Just do it. Start some traditions. If the reasonings for them are goofy, so be it. Just do it. Just it brings you together. You you create new stories, new memories. Just just have at it. And if it's a golf Ryder Cup style weekend, even better. Mm. Shout out to Williamsburg. Williamsburg Golf, uh, Kings Mill Resort. Awesome place. Awesome golf courses. Um, as well as Golden Horseshoe down there. Did you get a powdered wig? I did not. Uh, no tri-corner hat either. Mm, uh, damn. Who yeah. may, may I ask? Is there like an MVP style uh, best performance of the any, weekend? Any superlatives? Uh, superlative goes to my uh, my best ball partner Patrick Dugan. He um, came in with a personal best round of eighty three and shot eighty three on day one and eighty on day three. Damn. Um, day three, so he's shooting his. his- came up- he it's came PR. up big, yeah. On on a um, LPGA level track mm. down there, which I think before the LPGA was there, the uh, some sort of Anheuser Busch tournament on yeah. PGA Tour was played there as well. I know they're um, big there. So he uh, 
came up big on a big course, and um, he also was the one to hit the approach on the alternate shot format. Um, and you know, I made the ten foot part, but to close yeah, it, you know, course. no big deal. Yeah. But um, just, it's not a big deal. You're just making all sorts of putts these last couple months. I had two putts to win, so I actually <laughs> didn't make a putt to win the gold flight. Uh, I made a chip. That's different. Oh right, of course. Yeah. You're like Tiger out there. Just, just, just the make putts. You won the PIP for the weekend. You got to think of this, Brian. He was doing all sorts of influencer content. If anyone wants to check out at Barstool Banks on Instagram, he's always like, what's up, guys? Brian checking in in Williamsburg. He's big into <laughs> that way, kind of stuff. So, Do we say down there for Virginia? Like you say, like when we, we, we play down there. It depends there. on where in Virginia. Yeah, I wouldn't do that for like the D.C. suburbs. But I don't but think of maybe Williamsburg I do, but I don't think of. Confused by your question. Like you, like you said, go, we, we, I know, I know. Virginia South, but like I always say, like we're going over there to Virginia. Like I never say we're going down to Virginia. It's, oh, it's, it's a, down. It's south. It's down. I know, but it doesn't seem south to me. It just seems like it's up to Pennsylvania. Middle. Yeah. Well, yeah. My well, yeah. brother goes. Yeah, we're going down to New York. I like how we're I just breaking. Over, we're just breaking down the concept well, down, of north and south. Down right the now. ocean, like, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking directions. This is just the guys talking directions right now. <laughs> so, um, I'll 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 take the next. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the next uh, Nick Cater medley. I'm um, giving it to – it's kind of not it's not following in Banks' footsteps, but Tatertown softball uh, swept the uh, – probably the other best team in our in our league. There's only four teams, but probably the, the other team that's that's right on par with us uh, played a good two games on Sunday night. I may or may not have like three or four. Like I, I didn't say it, but someone – they called them web gem type plays. So we won a 11 to one and then six to four. So some real kind of, it was kind of like an athletics kind of series, but, mm. um, and again, following along with Brett Bryan says like getting together every Sunday in the summer and fall with your high school buddies and like guys, you know, from back then. And just like, it's the perfect release before the week. Like you watch football during the day and then you go to softball at night and it's just a nice, like come down, you know, mm. into the week. So again, go do stuff with your friends. It's a good time. Love that. Guys being dudes laughing, For sunflower sure. seeds. Uh, yeah, I'd go with uh, I, I I gotta go with Wet Willies on Tybee Island, Georgia. That's my my Nick Caner Medley Maryland Man of the Week. Uh, get in there. I, I forget exactly what they call it. Um, some kind of like slushy type thing. Uh, all sorts of alcohol, all sorts of sugar. Um, me oh. and the boys were just absolutely giving that place a, a ton of patronage. But if you do buy like a koozie thing, is what they call it, which is really like kind of the souvenir cup. And you get three of them, then you you get your money back basically. You you make it worth it to have bought that. So we made sure to get at least three. Uh, so wet willies, uh, and then also Billy McFarland Firefest two, coming soon. I know both of you are going to be in attendance for that. So I'm pretty Billy McFarland out. Are you? I was I was at a while ago. Like I don't think we need to keep hearing from him. No. Like yeah, well that should be one of the people that we kind of just like quietly blacklist from ever being in any content yeah no I, I just feel like it's it's you can't stop it you can only he'll, he'll have it. some reality show on netflix in like a month and a half yeah. I, I i i'll bet that before the end of the year maybe maybe it'll be the Firefest 2 doc when he just completely no i think it's it gonna again. be like some shitty reality show it's gonna mm. be like a weird dating show with billy mcfarlane Lo love island Firefest. they just kind of there you go mix the two there together yeah. yep but again i think that's it for this week for at least this show. I know we have the jumbo set coming up later this week, and I'm sure Spenny will be like talking about the three, four technique in the third quarter of the preseason game. And, yep. and, and he'll really dive into it. I do love Spenny's like game day tweets. The game day tweets are great, but then even better is like the three 30 AM tweets. It's once like, he's, once he's rewatched the tape and like digested it all. And then he starts to like, kind of get more his cogent thoughts together and kind of bullet them out. <laughs> those are, those are the ones I live for. It's but the, but it the best is always waking up and looking at the time of them and you're like of course yeah four thirty seven a.m. like the man does not he literally doesn't sleep yeah 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 he's a beast wherever he is tonight but again yeah. maybe <laughs> sleeping right now probably well yeah I think he's like he's like Frank the happens. Tank he sleeps on shifts <laughs> yeah, and he watches yeah, tape he and, you know on some of them two hour increments yeah. oh that's that's Spenny the Tank what a guy but again um. They will be back later this week. And I'm trying to think what else. Thank you to Jimmy Seafood as always. Um, 
Do you want to? Do, did you promote? Uh, you, we you did. Promoted, yeah, we yeah. talked. We yeah. Taylor and I talked about it. The um, we're doing a Q and A with Grayson. I don't know. I don't know the official name. I don't know if it's not like the crab. Maybe it's crab. I think cakes it still is crab cakes and baseball. Or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think so. But um, September 25th. So get your tickets. Um, I think it's like a seventy-five dollar donation gets you a picture, a signed ball with Grayson. And then again, I'm ho- I'm hosting the Q and A. Get food, drinks, all that good stuff. So again, come on by. Um, get tickets. We'll, we'll tweet out the link again, but you can go to the Jimmy's website too. But as always, thank you to Jimmy's. Thank you to Black Eyed Susan Spices. Thank you to Fed Thrill. Mm. We will see you next week. And thank you to Eric. Great job. No, don't do that. What is it you want to do when you grow up?